antioxidants. The relative benefits and harms in the general population are still a matter of controversy. However, do they have any role in our patients undergoing treatment for cancer? You are listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host. And with me today is Dr. Brian Lewenda, Assistant Professor of Radiation Oncology at the Indiana University School of Medicine in Indianapolis. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Lewenda. Thank you for having me. Let me ask you, why would a clinician think about prescribing antioxidants specifically for a patient who is undergoing either chemotherapy or radiation therapy? Actually, patients are generally the ones who come to us and ask us whether or not they can take antioxidants during chemotherapy and radiation therapy because they are actually reading conflicting information whether or not these things are safe to take and whether or not they may be, in fact, beneficial to be taking during treatment. So we, as oncologists, you know, we have to try to stay up on the latest research on that. It's a very important question, and this was actually the reason for why we wanted to begin this review article. And Dr. Lewenda is referring to his review article from the Journal of the National Cancer Institute looking at the role of antioxidants in this patient population. Is there a theoretical reason why these products could be beneficial or harmful? There is actually a theoretical reason why these agents may in fact be harmful. The antioxidants basically may interfere with some of the actual cytotoxic mechanisms of action of certain chemotherapy agents and radiation therapy. Both chemotherapy and radiation therapy act predominantly, depending on what chemotherapy agents you're specifically uh, taking, but many of them actually cause free radical damage to the DNA of tumor cells. And so antioxidants can potentially if they're in the cellular milieu, they may actually cause a scavenging effect and actually prevent the oxidative damage from causing the DNA damage to tumor cells. This may be one reason why you may end up finding in some studies a decrease in the effectiveness of, for example, radiation therapy specifically. So the free radical mechanism is felt to be, particularly for radiation therapy, the mechanism of killing tumor cells? For radiation therapy, it's the predominant mechanism. And it sounds like also for some chemotherapeutic agents. Right. For a a large category of various different types of chemotherapy agents, they also act in a similar fashion where they cause oxidative damage or other types of free radical damage. Okay. Well, that makes sense and that antioxidants might interrupt that mechanism. In terms of theory, is this same mechanism what could injure normal cells as well as the neoplastic cells? Absolutely. And so, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the possible things that, that also is going to happen to normal cells, which can cause fibrosis and other types of uh, toxicity to normal tissues. And it's because of that that there are you know, people that are taking antioxidant supplements during uh, chemo or radiation therapy with the hope of maybe uh, decreasing the side effects or the toxicities of these treatments on normal tissues. Yeah, well, that, that also makes sense. And in regard to that theory, I, I know this was not the subject of your review, 
But is there any data that you're aware of that supports this idea that treatment-related side effects may be mitigated by these compounds? There are a few studies out there that actually do show that certain antioxidant compounds do significantly decrease the side effects of cytotoxic treatments. In fact, one of the key articles that we reported on was an article by Bayrati et al., which was a study that used, it was a randomized controlled trial that, that looked at patients who were undergoing radiation therapy for head and neck cancers. These patients were randomized to a population who either received antioxidants or those who did not receive antioxidants during the radiation treatment. And they found in their study a significant reduction in the side effects of the radiation therapy in the antioxidant arm. And was the antioxidant given a standard multivitamin or were these pretty high doses of A and E and those agents? They were considered high-dose supplementation. However, they were reasonably standard vitamin E doses. For example, in this trial was using vitamin E and or beta-carotene. And in fact, the vitamin E doses were sort of the typical doses that people might take if they were taking high-dose supplementation of vitamin E in a regular regimen. Very interesting. And and were there specific side effects that did get reduced? Yeah, in fact, yes. Mucositis was the side effect that was significantly reduced. Which can certainly be a very difficult to deal with and painful side effect. Correct. We wanted to, you know, of course we we've highlighted this particular study as it is the largest randomized control trial looking at antioxidant vitamin supplementation during radiation therapy. It had a total of, I believe it was uh, 540 patients randomized into the two different treatment arms. It's a fairly sizable study, and one of the very important findings of, of the study was that there was a significant decrease in toxicities, specifically mucositis. However, also there was noted in a few of the analysis of these studies also a, a significant decrease in the rate of tumor control. So help cut down on the mucositis, but perhaps at a cost of less control of the primary tumor. Right, and that was the most concerning point for us. Are there similar studies in patients undergoing chemotherapy? There are no similar studies of that magnitude. That is the largest study that is a randomized control trial. All the other studies were significantly smaller in size. And the studies that did look at randomizing uh, chemotherapy and antioxidants really are not able to let us know one way or another whether or not it is, in fact, safe to take those agents or not. And nothing specifically about mitigating side effects with chemotherapeutic approaches. Some of those studies do show a decrease in the side effects from chemotherapy, and some of the studies actually also show an improvement in the disease control. However, it's important that that your listeners understand that these are very small studies and will need to be confirmed with larger studies. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I am discussing the role of antioxidant vitamin supplementation in cancer patients with Dr. Brian Luenda. Dr. Luenda, in your review, I think that you looked at 16 studies in chemotherapy and only three randomized control studies with radiation therapy. Are there any conclusions that you can draw in terms of local control and survival with these products? What you can say at this point is that there are no studies that have been done to date 
that have been powered sufficiently to give us a definitive answer in terms of whether or not there is, in fact, a decrease in the effectiveness of radiation or chemotherapy when given concurrently with antioxidants. We just don't have enough power in the current studies to give us that answer. What we do have are a few studies that are somewhat concerning in their findings. One study strongly suggests that there is, in fact, a negative interaction between the two, uh, and that was the Bayrati study. There are other studies that not nearly as powered as that one that show that there may, in fact, be a decrease in tumor control with antioxidant high-dose antioxidant supplements given during chemotherapy or radiation therapy. And in that Bayrothi study, what was the magnitude of the effect? Can, can you describe what type of things were seen? The risk reduction was severe acute side effect reduction of odds ratio of 38% reduction, fairly significant size reduction, and then a rate of local recurrence of head and neck tumor with a hazard rate of 1.37, so 37% increase in local failure. So both fairly impressive, and as you had stated before, this large, well-designed study. Based on this uncertainty, when a cancer patient comes to me and asks me about vitamins, diet, exercise, are there particular things you would recommend I would recommend to that patient? I recommend that patients continue taking the standard, well-rounded diet. I would definitely not have them change their dietary intake of essential vitamins and minerals. Basically, it's very difficult to take in a very high dose of antioxidants in just a oral diet of natural products. However, when you're taking antioxidant supplements that are, for example, artificial antioxidant supplements like vitamin E in a pill form, that is something that we generally would like to have our patients avoid doing. So the, the area that I practice, and I have a lot of patients who are very much into the natural, they feel that it's safer and et cetera. I should be actively dissuading them from taking pill forms of antioxidant supplements. That's what we would recommend. And a number of other oncologists would agree with us on that as well. Do you ever find yourself making recommendations to a nutritionist or dietitian or exercise physiologist for patients undergoing these types of treatment? All the time. In fact, we work very closely. Our hospital has nutritionists who also specialize in, in treatment of cancer patients. And we work directly with them throughout their chemotherapy and radiation therapy. And they're aware of these potential problems with high-dose supplements, and they also concur with us on that. So we have to work together as a team, and many cancer centers have specialists who are you know, nutritionists, and they also would recommend the similar. Do you counsel about other lifestyle interventions in terms of adequate sleep and, and exercise, or do those seem to have not as much of an effect? I generally tell my patients this has absolutely nothing to do with our paper, but I generally have my patients, you know, just basically continue to do whatever physical activity that they feel comfortable doing, and I don't have them push themselves. Any clinical bottom line to the providers across the country who may be listening based on the review that you did and, and published in May? My co-authors and I would strongly encourage further research in this area. This is a somewhat controversial topic, and we certainly want to emphasize that we strongly encourage research to be done in this area. 
we are recommending that patients do not take high-dose supplementation of antioxidants, but we also recommend that they continue with their routine diets and try to meet the established dietary requirements as given by the USDA. I want to thank Dr. Brian Luenda for uh, discussing with us a somewhat controversial area and giving us, though, some very good guidelines on how to advise our patients in terms of nutrition and supplements, our patients who are undergoing treatment for cancer with chemotherapy or radiation therapy. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening.